We're back with another Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. We're glad you're joining us today. This conversation is with our director, April Bordeaux, as she joins Brittany Smith, a Care to Change counselor. They will be discussing connection with kids. This is the first of our Back to School series. Thanks for listening. We hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Care to Change podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today. Um, welcome to uh, Brittany Smith, who's with us today. Britt, thanks for coming today. Of course. I'm glad that you're here. I'm April Bordeaux, and um, today's topic is a good one. Um, we have so many questions that we need to get answered today. And so um, first, before we dive into connecting with kids, Britt, if, the, if this crew that are they're listening today are new to you, tell everyone your top three areas that you love to work with, people that you see here at Care to Change. Yeah. I would say I'm a little different in the way I view this. I'm, I usually view this in the top three age ranges. Gotcha. So um, I like to deal with young adults. I like to help teens and I like to help kids. Um, not in that order necessarily, but... I like to get the mix. So, so that's kind of what I do in specializing in like anxiety, depression, trauma, that sort of thing. Nice, nice. And you are you are trained. You're not just a practitioner, but you're also an educator. Yes. In what's called TBRI, yes. trust-based relational intervention. It is a science-based practice that was created out of Texas. Yes. Um, by the late Dr. Karen Purvis, who we met and love dearly. Um, And so for those of you that don't know, if you are listening to this and you tuned in because you're saying, I need to connect with my child better or more or at all, um, the connected child, I know that you're going to probably mention this later, Mm -hmm. but right up front, we want to tell those of you that are watching or listening, jot this down, T-B-R-I. Trust-based relational intervention. Britt, um, she's not the only one here, but she's one of our therapists here who is a practitioner, which means um, a lot of specialized training, and it's really about connecting with kids. Absolutely. All ages, and also you're an educator, so you can do trainings related to this topic. Yeah. For those of you that are listening and you're either um, in schools or church leaders, anyone that leads groups of kids and you want to know how to help your leaders connect with kids... Um, Brent is someone, um, that's trained in this specifically. Yeah. So, um, so glad you're here. Thanks. I'm glad to be here too. So connecting with kids. Um, this is a big topic, uh, because while every parent, I shouldn't say every parent and make that assumption, a lot of those I'm a parent and there's nothing more that I want than for my child and my children to be successful and have successful relationships once they leave home. And in order for that to happen, I have to be able to teach them how to connect. And I teach Mm -hmm. them best by modeling connection. So connecting with kids, and I guess maybe we should start with just saying, what does connection with kids even mean to begin with? Yeah. So for me, this is, this is deeper than like, oh, I'm going to go and go on a walk with my kid. And this is deeper than that. This is, what are you noticing about them? What do you notice? Uh, What does it look like when they start to feel something? Mm -hmm. Do they start fidgeting? Do they start talking a lot? 
what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So it's almost could be called noticing your kids Mm -hmm. um, instead of connecting with them because I think that's the first step is to to notice what that looks like. So to me, um, you're trying to connecting on a deeper level. Yeah. Not just like, Oh, you like basketball. I like basketball too. Right. It's not that it's It's, not doing things deeper. It's not doing things with them. It's it's a part of it. Mm -hmm. Doing things is a part of it, but doing things isn't a strategy to connect with them. Right. Right. So uh, you're defining it sort of as that deeper level, um, what I would call the heart connection. Yeah. So connecting with the heart of a child. Yeah. So this is beyond having a great time with them. Mm -hmm. This is knowing your child, like really knowing them. Um, for parents who ask your kids at the end of a school day, tell me about your day, or you say, how was your day? And your child says, fine. And you say, oh, no, I want to know more. Um, this is about that more. Yeah. Um, when you say, um, what's bothering you because their behavior is showing you that something's bothering them. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I want to get to understand what's underneath that behavior. Yeah. And so um, that's connecting. Absolutely. That's connecting. So Absolutely. when we say connecting with a child, we're talking about connecting with the heart of a child, um, which Britt, you said, isn't just like going and doing and having fun things, which is a strategy. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's connecting. It's mm-hmm. really deeply knowing the heart of your child. Yes. And there's so many ways to do this, right? So many. And for us that are in this field, we talk about this all the time with parents that are struggling with their kids yeah. or surprised by some of their kids' behaviors. And I didn't raise my kids to be like this. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Or my child won't talk to me or my child's all of a sudden acting differently. And what they're really saying is I need to connect with my child to understand them mm-hmm. better. We have Absolutely. lots of parents that come for that. Mm-hmm. And so Britt, um, when we talk about connecting with your child, um, give some really practical ways that a parent can connect with their child, with the heart of their child. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing, and I, and I chuckle because I'm like, I just told you it's not doing, but I think the first thing you do is be present with them in whatever they are doing. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to invite your child into your life and say, Hey, sit on the couch with me and watch this movie because it's like, this is what I want to do right now. Mm -hmm. I want to do, um, but instead doing something that they want to do. So, um, I think of kids who are Lego builders and like sit and you don't have to build Legos with them. Cause sometimes that's frustrating because they have this idea they're trying to build, mm-hmm. but you can watch them and mm-hmm. like be present with them as they do it. Um, really it's, so my number one practical tip was, is just to be present, um, what, with your child. I, I know we know the answer to this and I know this is going to kind of Ooh, um, get to where it hurts. You probably know where I'm going with this, but what stops us from being present? Electronics. Put your phone down and talk to your kid. She did go there. Yeah, I did. Put your phone down and talk to your kid. An activity that we've done um, is you pretend you have a person um, on their phone not listening and the other person's trying to talk to them to know what it feels like and probably because... Everyone has phones, it seems like yeah. now, um, when you're trying to talk to someone and they're scrolling through their yeah. phone or they're answering their texts or whatever, you don't really feel like they're truly engaging or they're really mm-hmm. listening. And so as a child, to have that phone in the middle um, mm-hmm. of that, it's almost impossible to connect 
um, unless you're using the phone. Yeah. And in what way could you use the phone to connect with your child? There's a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but one of my, (laughs) because everyone's going to go, what did you just say? Um, Instagram or Snapchat filters, Mm -hmm. um, like taking pictures with your kids. It's really fun. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not trying to sit here and promote Snapchat cause that's a whole other podcast. Right. Um, but like, that's really, the filters are fun to, mm-hmm. and kids like to look at themselves with a big, super long face or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it looks like. So I don't know. That's, that's fun. Uh, but there's also like, um, Pokemon go, mm-hmm. you go and you go out in nature and mm-hmm. places and you look for Pokemon on your phone and then mm-hmm. you battle them. Mm-hmm. I personally have never played it, but, um, yeah, someone in my life loves playing Pokemon go. So we're going on Pokemon go walks and oh. he's yeah. Four running around. So you're connecting with him. Yeah. Pokemon that's what go. he likes to do. So we it's fun. Do. Mario Kart on geocaching. Yeah. So if you're not a Pokemon f- fan, geocaching is a way yeah. you can use your phone to connect. It's it's basically using your phone to actually do something that's fun with them. Yeah. That engages them. So yeah. what you're talking about is being engaged, being yes. present. Being- yeah. It makes me laugh because I don't know if you remember this or not. And I know this is a little side tangent, but when Pokemon Be- Go became a oh, thing, yeah. oh, everyone yeah. was walking around with their phone and they were like, yes. it was like right in front of their face and people were running into stuff, <laughs> yes. going into lakes and yes. everything. But it oh, just cracks me up. Anyway, so. so what, yeah. So that's- we're talking about connecting, yes. right? And so we're yes. talking about way, ways to connect. And you mentioned Legos, so sitting and mm-hmm. I loved what you said. You said not not bringing them along for what you wanted to do, but mm-hmm. finding out what they enjoy and joining them in that. Mm-hmm. That's really a, a and great tip. Not that tip. that's wrong to like right go to Kroger and take a child with you. That's not mm-hmm. wrong, but it's not how you should connect every single time mm-hmm. with your kid. Yeah. It's an activity, Yeah, but it's not a primary source. It's not going to get them to tell you about who they're, who they've got their eyes on at school. Right. Necessarily. Right. right. So right. what are some other things? Other so the tips? second thing I would say is ask them open ended questions. So when you ask, how was your day at school? Fine. Okay. Darn. That was an open ended question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the first time you, how are you a blessing today? When was the first time you laughed today? Mm-hmm. Uh, questions like that. And to mm-hmm. get them talking a little bit more about what's going on. Um, what was your favorite part of the day? Mm-hmm. And, and asking those a little bit more specific questions. Some people to, do highs and lows. Tell me your high yeah. today. Tell me yeah. your low today. It's usually a dinner table conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, if the dinner table is not something that happens at your house, Um, a car ride to a sporting event is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of just listening to music, like do a little bit more. I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but just going a little bit of the extra mile to, uh, show your kid, Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm listening and I'm, I don't know. I'm listening. I want to talk a little bit about the topic of play. Uh, playful engagement. And I know um, we have mentioned this in another podcast, but I think it's important for this one in case someone has missed that one. But when we're talking about connecting with the heart of a child, 
um, you know, when you, when you say, oh, I'm just throwing the ball around or, yeah. you know, I'm taking a walk or I'm playing Legos or we're playing a board game, you know, mm-hmm. God forbid we actually get out the old fashioned Uno game, right? So fun. Um, something like that, Jenga, you know, things mm-hmm. that are fun where you're facing each other and you're having conversation and you're laughing. Talk about what happens when there's playful engagement, because I think sometimes when we tell parents, when was the last time you enjoyed your child? When was the last time you played with no agenda? Yeah. Right. So you're just, like you said, being present. Yeah. There's not an agenda. You're just having fun. We get, we get met with blank stares. Like (laughs) what, what? Yeah. Like just you actually playing. enjoy your kids. Like, like when you didn't is... just have them because they do your chores. When was you? the last like, time you what? just enjoyed them? Um, yeah. And so why does it matter? I mean, it, to us, we know, but talk to the parents, say, this is what playful engagement does for a relationship. Yeah. So play disarms fear. Play disarms fear. So that's the bottom line is when you are playing with your kids, you are letting them know that they are safe. Now, this type of safe, I don't, I don't mean by, um, oh, there's a roof over my head and I have food on the table. It's not that. It's a felt safety. So it's, um, I know, it goes back to birth, right? Um, when you had a child, they cried and you came and comforted them. When you, like I know with your kids yourself, right. like they cried and you comforted them. Right. And so it was this constant like, attachment dance, if you will. So, um, I know that if I do this, that my mom or dad is going to come meet this need. And so you're creating this environment as they get older, of felt safety. You're creating this secure attachment with your child that, Hey, when you need something, I'm going to be there to help you. Um, now I can almost hear parents say my child's never been in danger. So why does felt safety matter in this? So yeah. When we talk about felt safety, it's not just physical, it's emotional, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what would that, what would that open up? I'm sort of leading you here, but what would that open up if a child's fear is disarmed? The mm-hmm. ability to share all their feelings, right? What What's going on? So when I worked at um, the school, I, I did three years there. I had this teacher that um, I loved her mm-hmm. so much, but we always butted heads when it came to band-aids mm. um, because she would look at her kids and they'd be like, I have a paper cut. I have a paper cut. Right. And she'd be like, suck it up. You don't need a mm-hmm. band-aid. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, just put a band-aid on it. Like right. you're, you're, you're healing a wound. Quote, right. Quote, right. 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 You're healing a wound. So just put the band-aid on because to this child, you something happened to them and you're meeting the need of acknowledging, oh, I'm sorry you got hurt. Mm-hmm. Here's a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're teaching empathy. <laughs> yeah, Because and empathy too. isn't, empathy is taught. Mm-hmm. You're not born with empathy. Yeah. So if your child is a child that doesn't show empathy when someone yeah. else is, is sick or hurt, yeah. and you say, gosh, don't act like that. They're not feeling mm-hmm. well and you don't understand empathy is something that is taught. So they yes. have to see empathy yes. in order to and, learn it. And so. this particular teacher, I knew that she came from a past of trauma. And so that's another point that I quickly want to make, which you don't quickly make this point, but I'm going to, is that you have to acknowledge your own trauma and your own 
attachment style as a parent and what mm-hmm. happened to you when you were young and growing up in order to parent your children well. Because we get triggered. Yeah, absolutely. We get triggered in our own hurts. Like, yes. And even like negatively and positively. Mm-hmm. Like it's that whole, when I have kids, I'm never gonna. And then mm-hmm. it's, and then you're like, oh my goodness, I just said that and I sounded like my mom. Right. Somebody help. Like, right. I gotta, right. you know, and you have this whole moment. And so as a parent, you need to address your own insecurities, your own attachment mm-hmm. styles in order to parent your kids well. So I'm, I'm getting this, okay, be present. Playful engagement disarms that fear, um, promotes felt safety, and that fear can be you know, physical, but also like that emotional. Mm-hmm. When kids first come home from school, giving them the space if they need, making sure that their body yes, is supported, yes. giving them a snack and hydration and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in another podcast. Um, but when we talk about connecting again, like, well, how do you re-engage with your child once you've given them that time to be quiet, once you've mm-hmm. supported their body, now mm-hmm. it's time to really know what's going on mm-hmm. with their day and their relationships at school and how they are, yeah. or maybe they're giving your signals, their behaviors, like yeah. they're grouchy, they don't want to do X, Y, Z, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you say playful engagement might be like the last thing you want to do. However, yeah, if they've spent a whole day self-protecting because they've been around all of these yes. kids yes. or in this environment that's yes. unfamiliar or kids who aren't always mean or nice to them, right? Yeah. If the kids are around that have been mean to them, they're going to be in self-protective mode. Yeah. So when you ask them, you know, their bodies just naturally respond. Mm-hmm. So you say, well, Maybe the best thing you could do is either move their body, you know, give some, give them some type of proprioceptive movement, right? Yeah. Um, But move their body or play. And through that laughter, we know that laughter, that breath work Mm -hmm. reduces the cortisol, reduces, reduces their stress. Mm -hmm. So like you said, it promotes Mm -hmm. that connection. So being present, recognizing, Mm -hmm. but playfully engaging, um, asking the open-ended questions you just brought up this whole thing about attachment and I feel like we need to do a whole series on attachment for real. If you, I'm going to say this to the parents out there. If you have a child that gets on your last nerve or knows the button to push, um, that triggers your anger point. And this is when they do this. I just you know that has to do with your attachment style. Yep. Now, for listeners that aren't in the the world of counseling, they're like, oh, don't give me that like mumbo jumbo. Like, yes. tell me what does that actually mean? Well, you don't want to be triggered any more than your child didn't wake up today and say, I'm going to on purpose trigger my parent. Yes. But as a parent, we naturally respond yes. um, to what we what baggage we bring into Absolutely. the home. And so that point, I, I, when you say that, you kind of like just say it because you know the fullness of what's underneath that. Mm-hmm. But what, what I, what I want to say to our listeners and our watchers is there's so much more to this. And so if you are saying, yeah, that's me, and I definitely have a child like that, mm-hmm. which I'm, I have to tell you, I don't know of a parent. That doesn't have a child like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I don't know a single parent. And if you're listening and you're one of those parents, um, I need to talk to you because I need to understand how you do not have a child that pushes any of your buttons. Yeah. Um, it's just life and it's part of relationships Absolutely. and living with people. So, okay. So we've had, but if that's you and you're saying, yeah, I need to know more about that because we're coming to the end of this, I want you to text us or to email us or to call us. Um, we're putting that care line 
number um, in the notes section. Make sure that you call us so we can answer those questions. And maybe we need to do a series on attachment. attachment. Um, Although I don't know that parents really consider they're getting triggered having anything to do with attachment Mm -hmm. no it's always this battle they're like this has nothing to do with my parents this is everything to do with me and right my child it's so hard my child's just acting out because he's trying to get his way yeah um right yeah that's what we're just trying to get their way um Mm -hmm. and so if that's you if that's your child we want to help you with that because we know you want to be a successful parent or you wouldn't be listening today absolutely and so um, c- connecting, removing distractions, um, open-ended questions, playfully engaging. Those sound so simple, but our culture has sort of stripped those things yes. out of our day-to-day life. We have to actually fight yes. to, to say we're going to pause and play a board game. Yes. Um, I know in our home we have what's called Friday night, family night. It's a night where we don't plan other things. Um, and so we, it's our time to reconnect. Isn't mm-hmm. it a shame that it's one night a week, but we have to protect one night at least. Yeah. Um, and so if you're listening, if you have questions, if you want to know more, we're just barely touching the surface of how to connect with the heart of the child. Britt, do you have a resource that you could offer to parents Mm -hmm. to also read? Yeah. So the first resource I would give you, and I, I would read them in this order is the connected parent. Mm -hmm. It's a really great overview of the connected child, which I would read second. Um, Let me tell you that this, these two books um, get publicized a lot in adoption. And I want to tell you that, yes, they are great for people who Mm -hmm. have adopted kiddos or are going through foster care, but these also impact your own children as well. I cannot even Um, tell you. I remember (laughs) when we went to that training and they had us to read The Connected Child. Like, where was this book? Oh, my goodness. It's like a Bible. Like, yes. I know that a lot of people have it, and they, like, highlighted it. The pages are ripped. Like, yeah. people go through multiples of these books because they're just really powerful. And mm-hmm. every time you read it, you get something else. So those are the two resources that I would suggest um, for that. And and then just to touch on it, because we talked a little bit about it, um, the attachment stuff. Uh, Try Softer, I know, is a book that other mm-hmm. people have recommended on the podcast, but I think that it's really, really important. Um, this was written by a therapist, and she, mm-hmm. um, I picked it up and was like, I'm going to read this for my clients, and ended up right. reading it for myself. Right. And then too. I was like, shoot, now i got to read this again right. for my clients. Um, yes. So I would really recommend that book because there's some re- really great chapters that she dives into attachment a little bit. Perfect. Um, yeah, so those are the resources. Connected Parent, Connected Child, Try Softer, We'll put those in the notes. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We have more in this series of back to school and connecting with your children. So we hope that you'll join us for those as well. Britt, thank you. Thank you. Again, for joining us today. She's not going anywhere. So if you guys need some parenting help, um, if you're pulling your hair out as a parent, you don't have to. Um, We have resources. We're here to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Thank you all. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.